Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man, who was called Mal Evans, who was on roadie, and uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Salt and pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not, I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home, but just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint, your carpet. Maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever, ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one, get two. Be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. Have you ever rooted for a ruthless murdering dictator? A Nazi collaborator? You might today. You might today. What, Chris? We'll be fine. We have our new AG. This is this is not good. I'm going to read you something this morning. That is going to be something you're going to need to pay attention to. How often do I say that to you? 
But remember, we talk all the time about not funding the people going after us, going after our livelihood, after our culture. You're going to have to buckle up for this one. It's going to be time for you and I, I'm going to include myself in this, to be more purposeful with how we spend our money. And finally, a massive payoff, the COVID bill. But first, let's go to Spain. I've always wanted to go to Spain. I've heard their tapas, which is just like appetizers or something, or tapas. Shut up, Chris. I've heard they're amazing. I've heard Spain has good food. The music's fun. I kind of want to go to a bullfight. Look, I want to go to a bullfight. What? Would I run with the bulls? I would run with the bulls. I would run with the Bulls. I, I will say this, though, full disclosure. And it's not as if I avoid living life now. I mean, I did I did zip lining off a 500-foot tower in Mexico. So it's not like I avoid live, li- living life now. I'm diving in the ocean. I'm still, you know, I'm, I, I'm a dude. I got to take some chances to feel alive. I don't know that I would run with the Bulls until my boys are out of the house till they graduate high school. You know, my boys are getting kicked out of the house. I've told you all a thousand times when they graduate high school, I feel differently about that kind of stuff. Now, like I'm not going to skydive until the boys are out of the house. Then I might skydive because it scares me. It scares me. So I won't do it. I probably would run with the bulls, but anyway, Spain seems like a fun place. And I was thinking about this. We've never really discussed The dictator that arose in Spain, like I said, Nazi collaborator, no doubt, what do you want to call him, a murderer, maybe? I don't know. You'll have to decide for yourself, but kind of rooting for him. And he's sold to you and me as this monster. He's sold as Hitler, Mussolini, Stalin. This guy is a monster. I'm not so sure he is. You could decide for yourself. And don't just accept, if this story interests you, don't just accept what I tell you about it. Go. Dig into it. You decide for yourself. And remember, you can call in 877-377-4373, or you can email jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Your love, your hate, your death threats, your ask Dr. Jesse questions, You can send them in all week long. We will get to some throughout the week, but mostly that's a Friday thing. Now, Spain. As you know, 16th, 17th century, Spain was running things, especially in the Western world. We have had this talk on the show before. Go look at Spanish territories at the height of their power. It's absurd. I mean, it's absurd Spain is just that country on the Iberian Peninsula now because it's not that long ago. They, like, had half the world. Spain was huge. And they're really marching through the Western world. But as often happens, monarchies begin to rot at the top after a given amount of time. And it was very much a monarchy. And they they didn't colonize well. We've had this discussion a thousand times. Some countries colonize really well, get get a good hold on the country, but also improve things so the people are happy, incorporate things. Spain really just 
pillaged everywhere. And I don't mean I don't mean they abused the people, although there was certainly obviously some of that. But Spain was only in it for the gold. Hi, we're Spain. We're we're taking over here. But actually, uh, just where are your gold mines? That's really all I want is the gold mines. No, no, no. I don't care what you do. That's fine. Where are the gold mines at? I need those gold mines. That's how Spain did it. That's not going to be a lasting thing. So Spain begins to crumble and crumble and crumble and crumble. And eventually, well, the Spanish-American War is pretty much going to finish them off. But we're going to get to that in a moment. Francisco Franco, he was born a military man. His father was a Navy dude, a vice admiral in the Navy. His father is supposedly a world-class piece of crap. He was a hard disciplinarian, but it went more than just, I mean, it was more than just, oh, here's a little smack on the rear end for mouthing off. His father genuinely disliked his children and really disliked Francisco Franco. Franco was, for his entire life, and it was really bad in his childhood, small supposedly had a squeaky voice. He just was not what his dad was looking for in a son. I, as a father of sons who I adore, have a hard time believing there are parents out there who dislike their children. Nevertheless, it is a thing that happens. And then his father eventually ran out on their family anyway. Like I said, not a great dude, but raised in a military family. Wants to come up. And join the Navy like his father. Wants to be a Navy man. Uh, Remember that whole Spanish-American War thing we just brought up? We fought Spain in Cuba. Yeah, once that war was over, Spain was virtually wiped out. Completely wiped out. They lost, like, all their colonies. Their economy was contracting. Complete turmoil. Money wasn't there. Navies, more than armies, cost money. Lots of it. Their Navy was full on officers. They said, sorry, buddy, we are full. You got to go join the Army if you want to be in the military. And he does. He joins the the Army. He is the very dictionary definition of unimpressive early on. But he's going to change that. He shows up at a military academy. Like I said, I believe the guy was 5'4". I may have that wrong, but he was short. Squeaky voice. I mean, 5'4", you're practically a woman. I'll quit. We can make jokes, Chris. But he's 5'4", shows up at a military academy. He is routinely abused by his fellow cadets. He sucks at math. He finishes like 200th in his class. It may have been 250. It was bad. (laughs) It wasn't. You know how I finished in high school? That's kind of how Francisco Franco finished in his class. I was in the top two-thirds of my class, Chris, not to brag or anything like that. He wants combat, but they're not going to send a young officer to combat anywhere. Now, why does he want combat? Is he a bloodthirsty monster? No, he wants to advance. He is an ambitious human being who wants to advance, and the only way you can do that when you're ranked 250th in your class is through combat. They don't give it to him. They send him to some little jerk water garrison over in his hometown. And he just, you know, there's something to be said for this. He just takes that little bit of responsibility he's been given and goes all in, making sure he does the best job 
humanly possible. All in. And I'll tell you this as a quick side note, not to get distracted from my story. I have known so many extremely wealthy people in my lifetime that got their start because of things like that. Because of, you, you know that whole story, uh, he started out in the mail room and did a great job. That stuff's real. That stuff happens all the time. I will tell you, well, you know what? I'm going to give you a little career tip here, and then we'll continue on with Francisco Franco and... 200 businesses are about to get called out on today's show. Hang on. The Jesse Kelly Show. Hey, Dad. Your prescription will be ready in just a minute. Hey, Dad. Your laundry will be ready in just a minute. Dad, your lunch will be ready in just a minute. Hey, honey, why don't you take a minute? When you help care for a loved one, you give them as much time as you can, making sure they're safe and comfortable. But it's just as important that you take some time for yourself. At AARP, we can help with information and useful tips on how you can maintain a healthy life balance, care for your own physical and mental well-being, and manage the challenges of caring for a loved one. Because the better care you take of yourself, the better care you can provide for your loved one. Thanks, Dad. Thank you. You're there for them. We're here for you. Find free care guides to support you and your loved one at aarp.org caregiving. That's aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Excited to hear, well, maybe a little bit terrified to hear what BK is bringing us in the third hour of this show today. Just hang on to your chairs for that one. <laughs> Remember, you can find me on social media at Jesse Kelly DC on Twitter, Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Locals. I'm really starting to post more on Locals because they can't get me on Locals. That's why. It's awesome. All right. Here's a little employment tip because Francisco Franco gets some little jerk water assignment fresh out of the Army Academy. He digs in. He kills it. Here's a fact. Companies like to hire internally. Almost always. If you, you're at some entry-level job and it sucks, and don't let anybody tell you otherwise, Oh, you should just be happy sweeping the floors. That sucks. I don't expect you to be happy doing it. But if you wear a smile on your face while you do it and you kill it, you can move up. You will move up. Do something good with the small stuff. Trust me on that. All right. Franco kills it at his little garrison. After only a very short time, his commanders at the garrison are noticing this short, squeaky, squeaky voice dude is pretty squared away. You know what? Let's give him a combat assignment. 
They send him to Morocco. Now, full disclosure, I know very little about Morocco other than the fact it sounds really kind of cool and exotic. It may be a total dump, but it may be, it sounds awesome. And it sounds like a place where you can get a good cup of coffee. That's all I'm saying. But it was a very rebellious, wild place at this time, and Spain still had control of it. What I, but when I say control of it, there were constant rebellions breaking out. You go to Morocco, you're going to kill people and possibly be killed. They send this young officer to Morocco, and the dude just turns out to be a beast. This little runt is a warrior, total lion, always leading from the front, leading his men, squared away. He won a medal from charging up some hill, gets shot in the liver. He almost got another medal and a promotion at one point in time, but he was too young to be eligible to receive the the awards. This dude, this dude turns out, you start, you start shooting at him, he turns into his best self. 1923 now, back in Spain. Let's leave, leave Francisco Franco alone for a moment. 1923, a general takes over in Spain. His name is Primo de Rivera. Total idiot. Let me set up the political situation in Spain. The monarchy's gone. The monarchy's crumbled. They then went through this long series, I mean, more than I could even list for you, of revolts and rebellions and military coups. Because remember, when nations crumble, generals generally, (laughs) did it again, Chris, generals generally take over. They look around and think, well, I'm not exactly sure what's going to stop me from just stepping into the big boy chair. But then they take over, then another general gets them. Just Spain is a disaster. Disaster. They cannot figure out their government. So... What else happens about the 1930s as Franco was out there fighting and getting promoted? I should say the guy ended up being the youngest general in Spain at 33. This dude was a general. The 1930s brought the Great Depression. The Great Depression did not just hit the United States of America. We understandably only associate it with that, but it brought the Great Depression in Europe too. Well... Here's the thing about communism, 1930s. Communism was still young enough to be appealing at this point in time. Although most countries, especially us, were very wary of it. It was young enough to be appealing. And communism gets a lot more appealing if you're starving to death, your government is corrupt, And then you get the message about this wonderful new form of government that will come in and take from those dirty guys and give it to you and make everything equal. We need some equity out here. There's a huge election, and I'm skipping over all kinds of turmoil, but there's a huge election in 1936. And the two factions are this. There are, and this is the last time I'm going to use this word because it gets confusing to who's who. There are the Republicans, only those are like the communists. (laughs) And then there are the nationalists, and that would be the side Franco was on. But understand this, leading up to this point, Franco was not a heavily political guy. He's definitely a nationalist. He is a devout Catholic. And the communists, obviously, one of the first things they want to do is go after that stuff. So he's, he's a devout Catholic. 
He believes in the traditions of Spain, bullfighting, things like that. Like he, he is a cultural dude. He wants to prefer, he wants to preserve Spain's culture, but really he's just a general only really saw himself as a military man. 1936 election comes. It is between the communists and the nationalists. The world is watching and the communists win. But here's the thing about that election. You know how they say history repeats itself? It's an old saying. I mean, shoot, it's it's the base theme for why I open every single show with the history story. Funny thing happened in that election. It was a nail-biter, completely up in the air. And when it looked like it was going to be a tie, some left-wing mobs started attacking some of the voting places and changing the ballots. And it turned out a crooked election with some election fraud gave an election win to the communists and took it away from the nationalists. Weird how that can happen somewhere, right? Very weird. But communists are all the same. They always are. Remember, it's a religion of domination. They're always the same. When the leftists take over, when the communists take over, there's not a hand extended to the other side to try to bridge this gap in the country. Communists don't do that. They don't extend hands. They extend a pistol. That's what communists do. This is a direct quote from their leader, one of their leaders. Quote, the organized proletariat will carry everything before it and destroy everything until we reach our goal. Direct quote, public quote, straight from their mouths. They take over all of it, and they lock down power. But here's the thing about communism. On top of the evil, the misery, the death, we talk about it all the time. You listen to my show, so you know all about it. It just doesn't work. When it comes down to it, it doesn't work. And they've tried everything to make it work. You've tried killing all the critics of it. You've tried killing all the, quote, non-productive people. Remember when Mao went through and just basically killed all the pregnant people and old people and kids? Well, you're not meeting your farm quotas. you got to go. You can't make it work. Nothing makes communism work because it works against human nature. If you're in the middle of a depression and communists take over your country, you're about to be in very, very, very serious trouble. So what's Franco doing at this time? Well, here's the thing. The communists who took over the government, yes, they they went after a bunch of people on the right. They, they, they just flat out sacked a bunch of the generals. And they knew Francisco Franco was a nationalist. But remember, this is not a heavily political guy yet. They didn't trust him, but you can't really get rid of the best officer in the military either. You kind of want to keep him around. So they banished him to some jerkwater post in the Canary Islands. Ah, just, just go run this, which he was horribly offended by. They're not just going to stop there, right? That's not how communists work. I will try to wrap up this story because we have a ton to get to today, including 200 businesses you and I now have to avoid. Hang on.
your blood pressure is really, really, really important. I know this because I've had these lectures from my wife for a long time. You see high blood pressure runs in my family. And I'm approaching 40 rapidly here, just a few months away. I have to watch my blood pressure. But as you know, as you well know, I hate pills. Hate them. I hate medication. I'll take it if I have to, but I hate it. I take super beats. I eat two Super Beats heart chews every single day. I do it for my heart. I do it for my blood pressure. And frankly, I do it because they taste good. <laughs> they, don't, they don't taste like beets. Go get Super Beats heart chews and take care of yourself. Go to GetSuperBeats.com slash Jesse. That's GetSuperBeats.com slash Jesse. Buy two bags. Get the third free. Under the guidance of, of the Soviet embassy in Hanoi, and same thing I was doing in New Delhi. To my horror, I discovered that in the files where people were doomed to execution, there were names of, of pro-Soviet journalists with whom I was personally friendly. Pro-Soviet? Yes. They were idealistically minded leftists who uh, made several visits to USSR, and yet the KGB decided that come revolution or drastic changes in political structure of India, they will have to go. Why is that? Because they know too much. Mm -hmm. Simply because, you see, the useful idiots, the, the leftists who are idealistically believing in the beauty of Soviet socialist or communist or whatever system, when they get disillusioned, they become the worst enemies. That's why my KGB instructors specifically made the point, never bother with leftists. Forget about these political prostitutes. Aim higher. This was my instruction. Try to get into, into uh, large circulation established conservative media. Reach filthy rich movie makers, intellectuals, so-called academic circles, cynical egocentric people who can look into your eyes with angelic expression and tell you a lie. These are the most recruitable people, people who lack moral principles, who are either too greedy or to uh, suffer from self-importance. Uh, they feel that uh, mm -mm. They, they matter a lot. Can never get enough, Yuri. Don't worry. You know what? I'm going to play you the rest of it later on in the show. But I have to get back to my story. But, man, I'll tell you what. That stuff hits him. All right. 877-377-4373. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. They banish Franco to an island. Well, to the Canary Islands, to be specific. But Franco starts to meet with other generals. And when I say meet, I mean meets by personal courier because the leftists and the government have him followed and have his phone tapped. These are people who have total control, but not total military control. And the other generals, most of the generals in the nation at this time, they're nationalists. They love Spain. Communists taking over during a Great Depression. This is not going well. What else happens? Not that anything like this would ever happen here, but a leftist got shot. A leftist lieutenant gets shot, gets killed. The leftists, the communists, use that as an excuse 
to begin cracking down on their political opponents. Not that a big violent event could ever happen here that would that the left would use as an excuse to crack down on the right. They would never. It's not like they're going to it's not like they're going to deem you and I domestic terrorists. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about that. Well, now it goes off. Because as soon as they start cracking down on the right, remember half the country at least was nationalist anyway, and then it's on. They decide, let's get it done. Franco, again, to his credit, it's not as if he charged right to the forefront and said, I am leading the charge. I want to be dictator. The guys around him said, uh, Franco, we really want you to be in charge of this whole thing. And here's the thing about life. And they say this about this Spanish Civil War. It's about to kick off. You had to choose a side. That didn't mean you had to love everything about your side. But when there is a civil war like this, a war between two factions and only two factions of a nation, and here in the real world, one of those two sides is going to win. And when that side wins... Every part of their agenda is going to be put into place. One of the first things the communists did, unsurprisingly, Spanish, Spain was obviously a hugely Catholic nation. Completely, this went after the Catholic churches, the Catholic schools, the Catholic charities. They just, they, it was really, really ugly. Immediately tried to start eliminating all traditional parts of Spanish culture, as communists do every time. So you are forced to choose between possibly your religion, your culture, anything else. You had to pick a side. He picked a side. He picks a side. He goes to Morocco, picks up an army. I'm, I'm going to do a totally separate show at some point in time on the Spanish Civil War, so I'm actually going to gloss over it here. But just know this about the Spanish Civil War. It was long. It was bloody. There were extrajudicial killings, tens of thousands of them committed by each side. It was just one of those wars. The Soviet Union, as you could imagine, was highly, high, highly invested in the communists winning this fight. So they start throwing materials and things at the communists so they can win. Well, Francisco Franco needs friends. And this is going to sound like I'm making excuses for the man. It is what it is. Francisco Franco, when he's looking for anti-communist friends, finds two really, really receptive sets of ears in Europe at this time in the late 1930s. Do you see where I'm going with this? One man's name was Benito Mussolini. The other man's name was Adolf Hitler. These two men, Mussolini and Hitler, hated communists. They were very pro-fascist, as you can imagine. They were both fascists themselves. They liked the idea of a fascist dictator in Spain who would owe them big time. Soon, Francisco Franco's army flying German planes, driving German tanks, winning. They win this civil war. Well, now you've got 
total power if you're Francisco Franco. And remember how Spain was always a monarchy? They were a monarchy really with the parliament, though. There were, there were other powerful people. They say when Franco took over, he was the most powerful person in the history of Spain. There was no nothing. It was, it was ruling by decree. And you can decide whether you like this or not. Franco immediately returns Spain to its roots. We are a Catholic nation. That is a state religion. It wasn't as if, I should say to his credit, it wasn't as if he brutally oppressed others, although he was kind of an anti-Semite, wasn't big on the whole Protestant thing. So Chris and I would both be screwed. But that was the roots of Spain, was Catholicism. Return them to that. Return them to normal things. He, uh, sorry ladies, he was not huge on women being really in charge of anything. And when I say not huge on it, uh, you were not allowed to be like a college professor if you were a woman. No, 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 no. You can maybe teach some kids. We don't really need you in charge of anything. Uh, For most of his career as a dictator, a woman, in order to have a bank account, had to have either her husband or her father co-sign on it with her. (laughs) I love this guy. I'll quit, Chris. We can make jokes. A very traditional man, very anti-divorce, very, I mean, he is, he is your stern father. That's who he was. And yes, there was some oppression. There was some death, but not a ton of it after he took over. He just simply returned Spain back to what he thought Spain should be. Now, (sighs) World War II breaks out. And now we have an interesting scenario here. He owes Adolf Hitler. He owes Benito Mussolini. But he's got a couple things going on. One, Spain is in a really rough spot financially, militarily. They just went through a long civil war. You know, civil wars are never profitable. It's all coming out of the same treasury. He's got to make a choice here in World War II. You can decide for yourself if he made the right one. In just a second. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. Like a stain on your brain, you can't get out. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has pre-diabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. 
Francisco Franco has a choice to make in World War II. Remember, 877-377-4373, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. BK in the last hour is going to be one you're going to want to hang on for here. I do want to ask him the military stuff. Is it infecting the Air Force PJs? Because remember, he was an Air Force PJ. And Air Force PJs are one of those ones, they don't make movies about them. They don't write books. A lot of the Special Forces guys I know say the Air Force PJs are the baddest dudes on the planet. And that's what BK was. I want to know if all this crazy, woke garbage has hit the Air Force PJs. I'm going to ask him in the last hour. All right. Let's wrap up this Francisco Franco story. He's in charge. World War II breaks out. Hitler wants him involved. Mussolini wants him involved. Hey, uh, we're kind of taking on everybody here. Would you like to help? Like, remember when we helped you? And Franco keeps stringing them along. He can't really help. He wants to be on the winning end of it. He thinks they're going to be on the winning end of it. And he kind of hates Jews, too. But he doesn't want to actually kill anybody out there. He's worried about Spain right now. He's trying to rebuild Spain. I'm not. Oh, Holocaust? Ugh. Yeah, you're going to have to do that on your own. I'm, I'm, I'm out on that. I'm out on that. I, I, but the world knew that was the side he was very friendly with. And at one point, Britain... They land in Morocco, which Spain is still running at this point in time, and they tell him, hey, we're not here for you. We're just, look, we're doing some stuff to them. You just stay out of it. He, this angers him, but he does stay out of it. I'm just, he really wants to be out of it. World War II ends. And there's no way, I mean, there are going to be people listening to my voice right now who are old enough to know this, but there's no way for most people right now to understand, to fully grasp, myself included, how much of a pariah Germany was, the Axis powers were after World War II when the death camps were discovered. The world was rightly horrified. I mean, the, the world had never heard of anything like that before. And remember, for most of the world, we didn't know what was happening. You had little tidbits. All of a sudden, it's, I mean, it's about more than just the war. The war was bad enough. Dude, wait a minute. You're mass exterminating a group of people? Wait, what? How many? Did you say six million? And the people they discovered, it was just anybody associated with Nazism, with with that, with that part of the world, you were not going to have an easy time after. You want to talk about the ultimate scarlet letter. And yeah. Francisco Franco and Spain, they were neutral, really. They were a non-belligerent, they called them during the war. But he was still pals with Hitler. So the United Nations forms right after World War II. They don't invite Spain. In fact, they, they put sanctions on Spain. Spain is hurting economically. Now you have sanctions down. Now you're in deep, deep trouble as you're trying to hold this country together. And then the Cold War starts ramping up. And remember, Francisco Franco, whatever you think about his life by this point in time, was a lot of things, but he was an ardent 
anti-communist, and God love him for that. The Soviet Union came knocking too. Hey, we'd love you on our side. Franco said, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. We don't do communism here, you dirty godless commies. America, Dwight Eisenhower, comes and does the same thing. Hey, I don't like the Soviet Union. We'd really, really love it if you were on our side in this whole Cold War thing. And remember something, when you have deep pocketbooks, that helps when you're making allies. The United States had deep pocketbooks. We agreed to something called the Pact of Madrid with Francisco Franco unleashing a wave of trade and military aid into his country. At the same time, Franco hands over, because he had such tight control of the country, he hands over control of the finances of the economy to other people. And what he says is this, and this wasn't his idea, he just agreed to it. Look, I don't want to control this economy. I've been controlling this economy and it's not working. Open it up. Let commerce flow. Let's trade with the U.S. Let people, let's let other people in. Let's let tourists in here because he wasn't even a tourist guy. He, one of the first things was outlawing prostitution and things like that. Let the tourists come. Come on. All of a sudden, Spain explodes. It's called the Spanish miracle. The economy opens up. Trade with the United States. Spain prospers and stays prosperous until the day they finally put Francisco Franco in the ground. He had all kinds of diseases at the end, Parkinson's disease and everything else. But he died finally as a total dictator, as an old man. It is funny, though, the total dictator thing. Remember how he wanted Spain to go back to being a monarchy? He actually had declared long before that Spain was a monarchy. It just had a vacant throne at the time while he was in charge. But he was going to appoint somebody to take over as king after he was gone. <laughs> kind of boss, right? Hang on one sec. We will wrap this up, and we're moving on to these businesses real soon here. Hang on. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that we can give our daughters everything they need to grow and learn. But not every child can focus on classes and play dates. Nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. face hunger. That's one in six. School lunch might be their only meal each day, and it's heartbreaking to imagine any child going to bed hungry. We're dreaming of a perfect day when kids can smile, play, and just be kids without worrying about where their next meal will come from. Feeding America is working to make that perfect day a reality. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste. That food is given to families and children in need. Being a kid should be about doing things that make an ordinary day extraordinary. Learning to play an instrument, building a sandcastle, hosting tea parties. Hunger should never be an obstacle to growing up. You can help end childhood hunger in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. You know, it gets uncomfortable thinking about 
the solutions to communism once communism gets put into place. These conversations get uncomfortable, don't they? How many times have we had to have this talk? If you are a believer, as I am, in small government, freedom, stay out of it. You had better, if it's not already too late, you had better fight tooth and nail right now against the communists because if you don't, you are going to get one of two things. You are going to get communist rule or you are going to get a fascist leader from the right to counter communism. People will not lay down and accept it. They will choose somebody to protect them. This is coming, and it's coming soon, unless we stop them now. All right. Alcohol abuse during the pandemic. Legalized marijuana and heroin. It's going to be a wild show. Hang on. Jesse Kelly Show. Your holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What, look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? You want to talk about your weapon and your ammunition. You, you want to talk about your safety training. You want to talk about how you did at the range. Oh, look at my groups. I was doing these failure drills today. And all that stuff's really important. I mean, really, really important. I'm not discounting that. But I've known so many people who do all those things. They take all the necessary steps, and then they carry with a holster they bought from a big box hunting store that was made a thousand at a time. Please, don't put your life in one of those holsters. You need to trust Northwest Retention Systems because it's all custom-made gear. It's the only thing I carry around. NWRetention.com. That's nwretention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. He's called Mal Evans. He's on roadie. And uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane, and he said, Will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. 
Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.